Hey there, this is Red Zone Redemption, a fantasy football podcast, part of the Roto Heat Network. Make sure you follow us on your preferred podcasting network. We should be on there. And this is your host, FF Shane B. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome to Red Zone Redemption. I'm your host for the night, Shane. You can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And joining me tonight is my fellow bearded friend. He looks like a pirate right now. His name is Mike, and you can follow him at DropTheMikeFF. He is a content creator for Creator at multiple sites that I didn't remember to look up before we started this. So, Mike, hit him with where they can find your work, and how you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing all right. You can find my written work now over at Dynasty Nerds. I'm still helping host a Tuesday every other Tuesday show for going for two. And you can also find me whenever, wherever over on the Run Boys Fantasy Network, causing a muck over there. <laughs> causing a muck is an accurate description of that show in general, I feel like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I asked Mike, what do you want to talk about? And he was kind enough to give me no suggestions and say, whatever you want to talk about. And I was like, great. And But then he did actually help me and was like, well, what have you not covered yet? And we haven't really covered IDP on the show yet. And I do like to sprinkle in some IDP here just because it's a format that I do enjoy to play. And I know there are some people out there that will benefit from this. So what we're going to do tonight is just a quick one to two round rookie mock, but we're only doing IDP players. So that way you can kind of gauge where these IDP guys should fall just in general of like within the ranks of IDP. You've kind of got to determine where those go if you're doing a mixed IDP and offensive draft. And I may be able to provide some, we'll probably provide some context as to when some of those players went or could go. So just, Stay tuned and hold on to your chairs. So, Mike, before we do that, though, I am intrigued for your answer to this question. What is one tip that people that you would give people that could save their fantasy season? And because we're in the offseason, you can stay offseason themed. Or if you want to think more in season, just one tip that could help save people's fantasy season. Don't listen to the outside noise. If you have a thought, yeah, it's good to get someone's opinion like mine or Shane's or whoever, but don't take one person's opinion and take that as gospel because then you're not, if you don't go with your own thinking, you're going to hate it later. I did it when I first started and I think we all do it, especially in Dynasty. Yeah, I love that. And I'll kind of, I'll piggyback off of that idea, not really as a, a different one, but like what I do personally is like I will bounce ideas or trade like I'll send a trade a screenshot of a trade and be just to confirm because like I'm a I'm a trade addict like I love to trade in fantasy football and so I will bounce it off of other people to make sure that I'm not just accepting a trade to accept a trade and make sure that I'm getting good value or if I'm in a draft like I have an idea of like who I want to take but sometimes I'll bounce it off of someone who I think is smarter like Mike or really, like I'm in a Debbie draft right now, I'll bounce it off of Kevin Coleman. So different things like that. Like, have your ideas going in, be willing to bounce it off other people, but then like Mike said, ultimately go with your gut and your decision. So I love that. I actually did that last night. I had a trade that I already knew what I wanted to do, but I just needed that reaffirmation. So I asked someone and they're like, are you really not thinking about this trade? I go, no, I'm thinking about it. I just needed to hear it from someone else before I pulled the trigger. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do it live on air because I actually have a trade in my inbox right now. Antonio Gibson, the 305 and a 2025 first, or Jahan Dotson? I'm taking the package. Okay, quiet. The only reason I'm taking the package is you still got Scary Terry there and you don't know what's going to happen at quarterback. Yeah. That 25 first is what makes it. Dude, I know. If it were a 24 first, this would be smash. Yeah. Oh, agreed. I'm like, in two years, Dotson could be more worth more than that, which 
that may be bold to say, but I really love Dotson. I believe in him as a player. But right now, it feels like a really good offer. So I'm like, I'm debating, do I be patient and just hold on to my love for Dotson? Or do I make the move and go for the 25 first? I don't even know who's going to be available in 25. So I'm probably going to just because I mean, I can see both sides. It's not that I'm, it's not a smash either way. Yeah. Cool. All right. There you go, people. There's putting our, our words into practice. So. Mike, I'm giving you the easiest pick of this mock draft. You get the 101 for IDP. If you don't go who I think it is here, I'm going to have some serious questions for you. All right. So I hope I went the obvious one for you because I also took this guy in a mix in a league that I needed some defensive help. Will Anderson from the Houston Texans. Yes, that is the pick. So... Just for context, so when did you take him in your draft? I needed the help when I got an extra pick. I took him with the three hundred two. Oh, okay. I took. I went super early on him. Then I traded up and took him at the two hundred two in a draft because I like this kid is a home wrecker when it comes to the pass rush, and he's one of those guys that like I think he's going to be a perennial all star for yeah. years to come. He is that and- good. For extra context, that was, I did not think he was going to fall. He felt like I was the first IDP pick at 302. So me grabbing him right there, I was like, I'm done taking him. Let's go. No, I think 302 is incredible value. I just like, I wanted to make sure that I got him in this draft. And so I I took him extra early. So, okay. That gives me the 202. And honestly, this might be the hardest pick in the draft. For me, um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Bulldog. I mean, a Philadelphia Eagle. And I don't love this pick, but I'm going to go Jalen Carter. And again, going with the just ultimate pass rush ability. And he's he's definitely going to be a long play, I think, in Dynasty but he landed in the absolute perfect spot for him. Like with everything that's happened this off season with him personally and, and outside of football, he landed in the one spot that I'm like, I'm not worried about him off the field at all. Like I would agree with have, you there. They have a veteran presence on defensive line. They're pairing him with his old teammate, Jordan Davis and half the defense from Georgia, but he'll be right next to Jordan Davis and I think, I mean, Philly is is gearing up for another Super Bowl run, and it, it sucks because I hate the Eagles, but this defense is going to be pretty dang good if they keep drafting Georgia Bulldogs. So I don't love the pick, to be honest, but I have no idea where else to go because I am not a fan of a certain linebacker, so I may hope you, hope you take him. All right, so I will preface by saying, going into this, I love this topic that we had tonight. But I think some of your IDP knowledge is a little bit rookie. I'm struggling like you are because this class is a little off compared to some classes in IDP. And because of that, I don't think I'm going where you want me to go. That's fine. That's more fun. I am going Tyree Wilson. Okay, no, that's a great pick. That's Um, a great pick. Where... Remind me where he landed. He ended up at the Raiders, which scares me with that pass rush on the opposite side of Max Crosby being a Chiefs fan. But I think for the future, it's a perfect spot for him on the field. Absolutely. Not off the field, but on the field. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely agree with that. And for a sleeper, at least they have him listed as a linebacker. So if you can get that dual, what's the word I'm looking for? Dual eligibility. Thank you. Yes, dual eligibility for linebacker or DL position, like that's huge because I think he's going to be one of those guys that really benefits from having someone like Max Crosby across from him. So, all right, I'm going to break the pass rush trend that we are on and I'm going to take a safety and go Brian Branch. I don't think Mike likes me very much because of that pick. But yeah, Brian Branch, I mean, there were like, a couple of places that needed safety, and I'm low-key pissed that the Packers legitimately traded this pick away when they needed safety 
And then the Lions came in and picked safety. So Branch is going to a team that is, I think, up and coming for one. But two, they're really young and really good on on defense. And he just falls right into a need to fill for them. And yeah, this is that that's who I'm going with. All right. So we're going back to the pass rush. We're going back to Philadelphia. I just can't pass it up because of the future. I think this is a year away from being a stud. I think it's going to be a future play for Dynasty, and that's Nolan Smith out of Georgia. That's a great pick. I like that a lot. Again, Philadelphia's defense is about to be really, really good because if you haven't watched college football for the past two years, Georgia's defense has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Absolutely terrorizing people. I think was it the first game this year where they played Clemson, and it was actually a defensive battle. I think it ended up being I don't remember what the final score was, but Clemson was supposed to have this super good offense and whatnot, and Georgia just shut them down. Like they couldn't move the ball three inches. Nope. So that's a great pick. Oh, oh we're playing a game of chicken. We are definitely playing a game of chicken here, which is really funny to me. I can't do it. I I cannot make myself make this pick because there was a guy that I was watching his film and I just didn't like it. So I'm going to go Drew Sanders now out of Arkansas who got drafted. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Sanders is one of those guys, for context, Roto Heat had him as the number two linebacker, but we all we had Will Anderson as the number one line, linebacker. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going Sanders here. I, I think he falls into another sweet landing spot that you're going to get kind of that number linebacker production out of. All right, so at this point, I think I'm doing what, Shane doesn't want to do. I'm taking Jack Campbell. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, I wanted Sanders. I was planning on taking Sanders if you didn't take him here, but okay. I understand why you took Sanders. What um, don't you what don't you personally like about Campbell? Okay, so when I was watching Campbell, it just like I didn't because we had him. We haven't ranked as third mm-hmm. at, on Roto Heat, and for like three people ranked him third. Two, two people. No, sorry, two people ranked him third. One person ranked him second. For me, when I was watching him, he was a statue. It was like ball snap, and then play happened, and then he gets there. And then when he did get there, it's not like he. For me, he. It didn't seem like he was wrapping up. Actually, no. Tackling was the one good thing he had in his game. He didn't get, like, if he got there and made the first initial tackle, he was not letting the offensive player break out of it most of the time. But everything else, it was just like, he's just kind of sitting back and letting the game come to him. And he wasn't, like, wasn't aggressive enough in attacking the hole and going and getting there first and whatnot. I just, he just was way too ill when watching it. I I don't disagree. I just wanted to hear what you said because I don't watch as much. I watch more game, like when I'm watching the players and, you know, but not as much like game film in the offseason yeah. on the D side. So thank you. Uh, got me out of playing chicken. All right. <laughs> Sorry, people, I'm thinking there's like three. Yeah, there's three players here that I'm considering. Two pass, two D linemen and one linebacker. I'm going to go the linebacker. I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out from a dynasty perspective. But Trenton Simpson in Baltimore, like it just, it feels like a stereotypical Baltimore play where they draft a defensive stud and just, develop them and, and plug them in. And the I think the thing that has me hopeful 
is I was actually on the stream with Ryan Searfoss, a shout out going for two, when the pick was made. And he was concerned that the Ravens weren't going to be able to pay Patrick Queen. So if Queen goes out, Stimson, I think, can easily plug right in. And so you may only have to wait a year for the actual ultimate production of him to come. All right. I am going to go Miles Murphy, Cincinnati. Son of a nutcracker. That's a great pick. Out of Clemson, I mean, just energy. I mean, that's all you need to know. I mean, the energy that he possessed off the off the corner, and they got some good guys in Cincinnati, but that is one position that isn't super young in Cincinnati, and yeah. they could use they could use a youthful addition, especially with the offenses they're going to have to go against to get to the Super Bowl if they want to get there. No, I this is a great pick, and I think it's it's again one of those places where. Like you said, they have a good defense. He can kind of plug in and be that player that you don't have to expect a ton from him early, but he's going to be able to make impactful plays because the pressure isn't on him to make those impactful plays. So I love that pick. That's a great pick. All right, I'm going to go with the homer pick. And I'm going to take Lucas Van Ness here. I don't know a ton about him. To be completely honest, other than he's kind of a freak of a, a human being from a size standpoint. So, Luca, LVN, Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about him besides the fact that everyone says he has a good motor and everyone loves two positions from Iowa, and that's tight ends and freaking defensive linemen. So, if that's the case, you kind of just have to go with it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Where do I want to go here? Last pick of the first round of the uh, the draft here. Okay. For you. I am going to go linebacker. Okay. Dion Henley. Nice pick. Nice pick. What do you know about Dion Henley? Just throwing this to you for funsies. I don't know a whole bunch, but I can tell you this. The Chargers are not super, from what I, I mean, I'm not only two hours away from LA, but being in the, in the AFC West, I pay attention to the, you know, what the Chargers are saying. Yeah. I don't hear that much good about Kenneth Murray. And yeah, I, I have a feeling that they drafted Henley to replace Kenneth Murray in a year. And if that's the case, give them to me at the end of a round one. Nice. Very nice. Alrighty. To wrap up the first round of our rookie mock IDP version, who do I want to take here? <laughs> I'm very, very, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Aaron Donald clone, and I'm putting that very loosely in quotation marks and being slightly sarcastic. But I'm no, you're not. Kalijah Canty. BT out of Pittsburgh. I feel like I actually drafted him. Did I? No, I didn't. I think he might still be on the waiver wires in this draft that I... I'm looking yeah. at, but I think Cansey is, I mean, they talked about him on the actual NFL draft as literally an Aaron Donald clone. I The only thing I don't know is if he had as much production as Donald did in college, but I don't know. I think he's going to be able to put pressure up the middle and I'll be honest, Shane. I love it. I Ooh. absolutely I think I think he's not the clone in the sense of the size, yeah. but he's got the speed. He's got the power. He's got the movement. He's got the flexibility to get down and underneath being that he's a smaller guy. Yeah. He's going to be able to cause havoc. And if you can cause havoc with, oh, what's the other guy's, oh, what's the other lineman's name from 
Tampa Bay, the big Samoan guy. Vita Vea. Yeah. When you have Vea and him, if you can, even if you can't get to the quarterback, if you can open up and Vita Vea and him, they're both going to be able to do more. I mean, it's just going to help them both. Yeah. No, and again, that's one of those places. He's got a veteran presence in Vita Vea to learn from. I... I'm tentative to ask this question because I know you're going to make fun of me for Baker Mayfield. But, like, what do you think of Tampa's offseason so far? Well, they got a quarterback named Baker Mayfield. No. You know I had to at least one jab. Well, you had to get the shot. Okay, so I don't think... They did some stuff, but I don't know what if they did enough. And, I mean... You haven't got a running back yet. There's these rumors that they're going to go out and get a seat. I don't think that would be a... I don't know if that would be a bad thing. The one guy that I have been saying all offseason, I've been saying it like to tick off Jamie Perogue from going for two just because he's a Browns fan. Cream. But yeah, that's who I really think. I really think I started saying it to like, as like actual, and then he started bugging him, so I just kept saying it. I felt all offseason that if they didn't bring Leonard Fournette back, Hunt would be that perfect complimentary piece. Especially, I'm not saying that he throws it a lot to the running backs, but Baker is going to need a safety valve. Yeah. And Hunt would be that perfect type. They went out and got another wide receiver in Trey Palmer. They go out and sign Sean Tucker as a UDFA, which I believe Sean Tucker, even if there was a little bit of whatever the issues were, health, I think he should have been drafted at some point in the draft. That's blasphemy to me. It's freaking blasphemy. But I, that division is such a blank show that any team could win that division, even the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even a freaking Carolina Panthers team led by Bryce Young has a chance to win this freaking division. Dude, so I'm going to take Baker out of the picture for a second. Yeah. They've got running back. At least they have a running back by committee that I think can at least produce. Yes. They have two of the best wide receivers in the league. And God Godwin and Evans. I'm not saying like top ten, no. but like they have two probably top twenty wide receivers, top thirty wide receivers in Godwin and Evans. They got a young tight end in Kate Otten. Their offensive line is decent enough. And then their defense as long as Devin White, right? Yes. As long as Devin White stays, like, I think last year they ran into some health in their secondary, and obviously they wanted to address depth on the defensive line because that's where that's where we ended, ultimately ended up with this Cansey pick. I don't really, like, if Baker plays like he did in 2020, yeah, yeah 2020, I don't see why the, Buccaneers don't at least make the playoffs. And when, like, like you said, they could win this division at 10 and 7, 11 and 6, 9 and 8. Like, I, I don't think Baker, God forbid, Kyle Trask really has to do a lot to get this team into the playoffs at least. After that, I don't know where they end up. But I saw an infographic today where it was like more likely to end up at the bottom of their division, and there I can't remember what the other team was, but the one of the teams was the Buccaneers, and I'm like, makes no sense to me. Like this team is like filled with a good balance of veterans and young guys to I think may at least make a playoff push. I think they could make a playoff push and push for the division. It's yeah. just gonna it's just gonna be timely, like you said, injuries is gonna be a big thing, and the other thing that I think is gonna be a de- a big dependent in that division because that division is such a sloppy mess and whatever. Yeah. If a team can come out and even if they don't do good against their other teams, like if they have to play Philly and get spanked or whoever they yeah. have to play, if a team can go in and go four and two or five and one against that division, yep, it's over. Yeah. I almost even think three and three might fit fun. Like yeah. literally split the division because I, I they're potentially all so bad that they might just eat at each other. Oh, it's no, they're going to eat at each other. That's why I think if you if you expect to split, you know, home and away, but if you yeah. can steal one and go four and two, if only one team can go four and two, 
that team probably will win the division. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Right there with you. All right, let's uh, let's circle back to the actual IDP topic. So yep. quick roundup. We went Will Anderson Jr., Jalen Carter. That was a reach, not even going to lie. Tyree Wilson, Brian Branch, Nolan Smith, Drew Sanders, Jack Campbell, Trenton Simpson, Miles Murphy, Lucas Van Ness, Diane Dayan, whatever the heck, Henley, and Kalijah Kansi to wrap it up. Mike, tell me, who do you think was the most, like, what pick was the most value pick? Most value? I think you getting Simpson. Oh, really? Okay. For part of the reason what you said about Ryan's take, because the whole thing was they love their linebackers in Baltimore, and they love to use them in the right ways. Yeah. No, I like that. I don't know if value is the right word for me here, but I think the, the best pick, obviously other than Will Anderson Jr., was Miles Murphy. Like, I absolutely love that pick. I drafted him at the 409 in a combined draft, and that was after Simpson, Tuipilutu, I think I said that right, and Witherspoon in that round. So I love that Miles Murphy pick. Yeah, for sure. All right, other than Jalen Carter, and if you think Jalen Carter wouldn't reach, you can tell me now, do you see any particular reaches? Okay, so I'm not going to call it a reach. I'm going to call it an enigma. Okay. And that's Vaness. Because I just don't... He could be he could be the next best pass rusher, or he could end up being a flaming dud. And the yeah. problem with that, besides the IDP side, we got to remember, that's the pick that Green Bay got in the flip-flop for Aaron Rodgers. Huh? He is going to be under the microscope in Green Bay for that reason and that reason only. Heavy under the microscope for that reason and that reason only. So, no, I I, I think that's a, a pretty spot-on description of that. But, I like, I didn't know who else to take at that point. Like, No, I think like, you made the right pick. It's just, to me, like, that's a pick that you have to go and take, but have yeah. to know that you're either getting gold or you're getting a lump of coal. So, <laughs> I don't know how you're going to feel about this. You may laugh because you're a Chiefs fan in their division. That's honestly how I feel about Quentin Johnston in your Superflex drafts. Like, I got him at the 109 in a draft, and it was because, like, I had no, like, I knew I wasn't going to have another share, so I was like, all right, I'll, t- I'll take him. But yep. I got one share, and it was at 111. And then yeah, in another was- draft, you're going to love this, in another draft, he landed at 202. No I got way. Zay. I got Zay at 203. Oh, my God. That's incredible. And guess what? That draft yeah. involves a bunch of people that me and you know. Let's just say this is not. That, that, yeah, it's, it's a. It is, yeah. That Let's actually make me feel a lot better. If it's like Twitter folk that are, are kind of passing on them, that makes me feel a lot better. because It's people that me and you go on stream with every week. Okay, understood. <laughs> understood. Yep. Yeah, I just, with Quentin Johnson, I think the, the hype has been blown way, way, way out of proportion. And then... For me, everything kind of came sky like plummeting down to where I actually thought he was worth. But I was like, you know, I I'll take one share of him at one oh nine and I'm happy with that. So Yeah. All right, let's jump back into round two of these IDP players. This is gonna be so much fun because I have no idea how this should go. No, this um, is gonna go I have no idea how this is gonna go either. Like I'm <laughs> this is gonna go there's a little I have like two players here who, well, no, I've got three players that I'm like, okay, please, Mike, don't take these so I can draft them. But you, as the guests, will start off this round as well. So 201, who are you taking? BJ Odrulari. And there goes one. Good pick. pick. That might have been the other team that was most likely to finish at the bottom of the division was the Cardinals. And they might be the most, they might be the team that finishes 
trading away Kyler Murray and drafting Caleb Williams. Which is nuts. I mean, it's not because I think Caleb Williams potentially could be that good. He's no. at least got six inches on Kyler Murray, so that's helpful too. But Kyler, it's not like Kyler Murray's bad. Like, good quarterback. He's 5'9", but he can move around like a little Mexican jumping bean and throw the ball half a mile. So, like, yep. I'll take him. But, okay, 202. Apparently, you don't like safety, so I'm going to take one. And I'm going to go Jordan Battle. Okay. Alabama. He lands in a Cincinnati secondary that was exposed a lot last year, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesse Bates. Oh, where did Jesse Bates go? He's no longer in town. He's that in Atlanta. Is- Thank you. So I think Jordan Battle, I mean, he's battle-tested, pun completely intended, to step into that safety room and, and be a, a leader and, and lead that room. Yeah, I don't know. I'm rambling now. So Jordan Battle, 202, that's my pick. You're up at 203. Don't take my other guy. Oh, I'm not. Okay, I'm going to. I'm leaving one guy for you, but if you don't take him soon, I'm taking him. But I want to say one thing that you brought up about me not liking safeties. It's not that I don't like. Huh? (laughs) It was just a joke because I was the only one. No, 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 because I I was going to bring it up at some point tonight. I think. I think this class. Its weakest point is in the DBs for IDP purposes. Yeah. Well, especially for IDP purposes, because unless you're playing in a league that you have to draft and start a cornerback, this draft was weaker. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't care for IDP. I don't care for lockdown corners. I love what is Christian Gonzalez. I was mad that he went so late. But in IDP, that's not a guy that I'm looking at. Exactly. And I so, like I even have to learn that the hard way still now. Like I'll go draft corners or go pick corners up off the waiver wire, and I'm like Shane, what are you doing? Like corners don't get you fantasy points in most IDP leagues. Well, like I'm in a startup with a guy right now. We're in the middle of the startup. It's a deep startup, but one of the guys that's playing has never played in IDP. Okay, I mean, he went and drafted Jalen Ramsey, mm. decently high, mm. and I'm like, okay. I know you haven't played IDP. Yeah. No, the good news for him is I think they were. Sw- I think they might switch Ramsey over to safety this. They year might. The they might. But typically, with him being a corner, that's that's a bad pick, unfortunately, for that guy. So. Yeah. All right. All right. So for my pick, I am going to take defensive tackle. Hold on, I didn't make my pick. Yeah, I thought you did. Oh. Are we still talking about battle? Oh, yeah. We, we never moved on from battle. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. I want to make sure I didn't want to screw you up. No, I lost All right. one. I'm going back to the Clemson train, and I am going Brian Brees. I defense like Defense tackle now in New Orleans after they lost Marcus Davenport. Very nice pick. I will potentially correct you on the pronunciation, though I could be wrong. I'm I probably wrong. I think it's Brisset. Okay. I'm probably wrong. I could be wrong. My wife is making a face at me. She's probably going to go look it up right now. So we'll find out in just a I minute. I bet you I'm wrong. But no, I love this pick. And like, I, f- I think he has the potential to actually be valuable in, in IDP because he may be listed as a DT. But I really think he can move around on that defensive yeah. line and create pressure from anywhere. So I really, I really so. like the pick. And I am actually going to go... And I hope this is the guy you were talking about that you were going to leave for me. I'm going to go with his now teammate and go Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. You're welcome. Okay. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I'm a Notre Dame fan. Mike knows that, and that's why he left that for me. But no, I think I loved the draft that New Orleans had and getting these two guys on the defensive line. Winning, like, this could be the reason that they win is because they built up their their trenches with these two guys, and I think they drafted an offensive lineman too. So, like, oh, so we're both wrong, Mike. It's Brzee. Oh, we're, we're way off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Brian Brzee out of Clemson, and I went and Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. So 
Bosky is just kind of a freak and and is going to be able to create pressure. I'd love to see them like do stunts or switch positions, and, and I think they're both versatile enough to do that. So, all right, friend, 205, you are up. How do I want to go? Yeah, now it gets fun. All right, I am actually going to go safety for once. Nice. I honestly can't remember where he landed, but I remember liking the talent, and that is Jair Brown safety from Penn State. Good pick. Good pick. I'm trying to see. Hold on, let me. Showing up for me. Oh my god. I may be about to reach, but it is such a homer pick that I don't even care. Okay, so you and Jair Brown, for context, we had him. I think now we have him as the number two safety. So that's a really good pick. And that says I reached on Jordan Battle, but I don't care. Okay, no, I don't okay, yeah, no. I'm I'm making my homer pick and going Derek Hall. Defensive end out of Auburn that got drafted by the Eastern Hawks. Let's say you, I'm glad you did that then. Cool. <laughs> I was, I was thinking I was, it was in the, it was in the think tank. Yeah. Also an Auburn fan. You guys can give me crap about having two favorite teams. If I had to pick, it'd probably be Auburn. If they played each be. other in a game right now, though, like if they played each other in the national championship right now, I would cheer for Notre Dame because I've seen Auburn win a championship in my lifetime and I haven't seen Notre Dame, but gun to my head, I'd be an Auburn fan. With that being said, Derek Hall, he was the one bright spot on Auburn's team out, outside of Tank Big Feet for like the last three years. So yeah. I absolutely love this guy. And he goes to Seattle, who's just like, they're just a defensive juggernaut always. So like, he's a great landing spot. I think he's going to do really well. So, how about it? You're up 207. Right. So the Buffalo Bills lost Tremaine Edmonds in the offseason to the Chicago Bears. Yep. They got Matt Milano, who's getting older. So my pick is the replacement, Dorian Williams out of Tulane. Ooh, very nice. I did not one I'm familiar with. So fill us in and me in on who Dorian Williams is and why you're taking him here. I'm mainly taking him because he is a side-to-side guy who can run. He's the guy that's going to run after the ball. And in IDP, I want my tackles. Yep. 100%. You know, I've got a name that's staring at me, not only on the rankings of rotoheat.com, but also... In this rookie draft that I was in. Oh, did I draft him? No. Okay, I traded that pick away. I'm going Noah Sewell here out of Oregon. Damn you. (laughs) (laughs) That is how you know you made a good pick. So, look, Chicago's defense, I I don't even know how to describe it, but there is room for Sewell to come in and and make plays pretty quickly, I think. So, Mm -hmm. Sewell is one of those guys that I think got not bad rap, but he just got overlooked in college, even though he wasn't in the same position as his brother. He got overlooked because his brother's such a stud at offensive line, and then his other brother overshadowed him at Utah. I just think it was, I think he just got a raw deal in that sense. Okay, so I... At this point in drafts, people, I know me and Shane know this, but just go get, if you're at a point and you like a guy, don't care where he's ranked, go get him. Yeah. And I am going to go down to the state of Texas, and I am going to go draft DeMarvian Overshone. Oh, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. (laughs) What do you like about him? I more like the fact that the landing spot, they don't really have inside linebackers. That's fair. Like, I mean, that's a good enough reason. At this point, at this point in a draft, if you're if you're in an IDP league that's literally only IDP, 
second and third round, or even in a mixed league, like a lot of the ones that me and Shane play in. And in the third, fourth round, you can get a guy like this that maybe not do anything, put him on a taxi squad for a year, and then bring him up next year. That's perfect. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, the thing with him and with Dallas in general is like they've got LVE and they've got, I think, Damon Clark. Yeah. But then I don't know who the hell else they have at linebacker, like you said. So you might not eat, like, you could literally stash him on the end of your bench, maybe not even on the taxi yeah, squad. Yeah, maybe not even on the taxi squad. Wait for LVE to get hurt, and then you've got a startable IDP player. Yep. Is that a bad joke to make? I don't care. No. I make that joke all the time. No, you're good. Uh, especially with, like, Rashad Penny. That dude made a glass. But Oh, yeah. All right. Good Lord, I think I'm about to do it. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick on the Homer train. Uh, I thought you were going somewhere else. I shouldn't, but I'm going to. Owen Papo. I like it. Linebacker out of Auburn. He's in Arizona. We talked about how bad Arizona is going to be. Defense is the main part of that. Like their offense could probably score, I don't know, let's say 30 a game if they're at like peak level. They're not going to be at peak level because Kyler Murray's not going to be there. But their defense is going to get holes blown, more holes blown in them than SpongeBob. Like, my wife just made a face at that. <laughs> but they're, they're bad. They're really bad. And I think Papo is good enough. The other bright spot on that, on that defense, to come in and, and be that thumper of a linebacker, get you 10 tackles a game, and you can get them late, like, I the draft that I keep referencing was five rounds total. I had him queued up as my next pick after the five twelve, and he went undrafted. So like that should tell you from a value standpoint where you can potentially get him. But I think he's got a really easy path to production year one. Even. And don't forget for the few. I agree with you about year one and what happened now. Don't forget they also didn't pick up Isaiah Simmons' fifth-year option, which I think sometimes I honestly didn't care about that stuff until yeah. I started getting into these leagues that, with people that you know and the the competitive side of yeah. Dynasty, not the home leagues that you can get away with it, but the guys are like, oh, I got to step it up to play against these boys and boys and guys and women because some of the leagues I'm in, I'm – you know, I'm in a league with Nate and Jen, and I'm, it's it's a struggle. It is probably the best person in that league. Unless you just had a, a rough go of it. Yeah. She's so freaking smart, dude. Oh, I know. So. All righty. All right, I'm being a bad host, but I'm trying to keep up on the show sheet. Who did you just take? I, I, you just, you just went with Capo. Okay. Got it. I couldn't remember if you picked it. No, you're good. Look, y'all, I've got three kids, a wife who I love dearly. It's Thursday, though. My brain is scattered. I, and she's probably staring at you right now. She's not yet. She's too tired for that, too. Yeah. She's got to deal with the kids and you. Yeah. All right. So I am going to, yeah. I am going to take a stab at somebody that was picked in the first round of the NFL draft. Okay. I don't know how I feel about this pick, but this late, I'm going to do it. And that's Will McDonald's. Okay. That's a good pick. I like that, actually. Where did he go? He went to the Jets. Yeah, I like that. Ooh. 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 Hmm. <laughs> so that was your last pick of the draft. Oh yeah, because that was the pick that was in this. That was the probably microscope too. Yeah, no, he will be. It's New York. <laughs> well, not just that, but that was the pick that was in the Rogers trade. In the Rogers swap, yeah. Yeah. Which people? Hold on, we gotta we gotta pause. We gotta go to the Rogers trade for just a second. 
I saw some people that were like, oh my God, the Jets gave up blah, 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 blah yeah. for a 38-year-old quarterback that they don't even know if he's going to play next year. Right. And I'm like, no, no, no. There was a pick swap. Like, they swapped first-round picks in that deal too. I feel like if they if the Jets had just given the Packers their first-round pick, yeah, and there was no got the Packers' first-round pick back, then it would have been too much for Aaron Rodgers at 38 years old and being as wishy-washy as a sheet in the wind. But because it was a pick swap, I loved this deal for the Jets. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. Like, their wide receiver core is phenomenal. They've got Brees Hall. They've got Michael Carter, who's going to be able to hold his own until Brees Hall comes back. They drafted Israel Abbevanakananda. I'd probably botch that, but whatever. Tight end room's a little shaky, but whatever like Rodgers didn't necessarily need a tight end with the talent that they have at wide receiver and then this defense oh my god is gonna be good so I I don't hate them giving up what they gave up to go get no. one of the best quarterbacks in the league to possibly go for Super Bowl which is crazy but can they I win just, the division can they win the division or are they going to get into the wild card and then Aaron take them from there? I think they can get it. I think they could win the division. It's going to be a tough division. Yeah, it is. I think the Patriots could bounce back. As long as Tua stays healthy, the Dolphins will be a problem. If Tua's healthy, Patriots will bounce back and still be the worst team in the division. Yeah. And then the the Bills are obviously like the pinnacle of the division right now, but... I I think they're almost in a similar category as the Ravens have been. It'll be interesting to see how the Ravens develop this year with a new offensive coordinator where the Bills end up relying too much just on Josh Allen. And don't get me wrong, dude's a stud. But I had my questions when he came into the league and I think he's... He's developed some of those, but I'm still like, there's part of me that's like, I still don't know if he can lead him to the promised land by himself. Yeah, I get that. And their strongest position on offense outside of Josh Allen is Stefan Diggs. And then I think everything below that is about a tier below that. Like, their wide receiver, two isn't anywhere close to, like, so, like, for the example, the Bengals. Like, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, two top 20 wide receivers. The Buccaneers, two top 20 wide receivers. I'm trying to think who else. Shoot, I I won't say two top 20, but two really good receivers. The Bears. Look at Philly. Philly, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Like, Heck, the Chargers, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I would even, I would even take the Niners. I would. I, but that's I'm, no, no, no. I'm. I know the court, but take the quarterback out of it. I would well, take I, Debo just, and Ayuk. Yeah, yeah. Just tr- strictly talking wide receivers is what we're talking about here. Like the the talent, though. Like their wide receiver two right now is Gabe Davis. Right? Am I am I forgetting? No, somebody? you're right. I can go on a tangent about Gabe Davis because we don't forget everyone was last offseason. Mm, Gabe Davis is the best thing to slice spread. He's going to be the best WR2. He scored four touchdowns against my cruddy dumpster fire freaking plexiglass defense that is damage. That shame can get 50 yards out of the slot. I'm telling you. You know I like to use the word dumpster fire when it comes to my defense, and it was god-awful. So, I just, I have my questions about the Bills. Yeah. And I don't want to seem like a hater. Well, I am a hater. I don't, I can't stand them. And it's because they get too much hype on Twitter, but that's a story for another day. So, okay, I think I'm up to make the last pick in this draft. (laughs) You're the last pick. No freaking clue who to take here. Not even gonna lie, like I want. There's one player I want you to take, so you have to pronounce the last name, and I don't. I 
After there's two that I won't be able to pronounce. No, I'm going to do this one for you. He was a first round pick. And I think this is the guy you're talking about. Felix Anudike Uzoma. There you go. Is who I'm going with because he's with the Kansas City Chiefs. You're a Chiefs fan. My wife's a Chiefs fan. So that's who we're going with here. And he's going to be on the opposite side of George Karloftis. So I'll take it. Yeah. Dude, Carlo- I love Karloftis. I love Karloftis. So freaking good. Okay. We're going to skip the values and the reaches because yes. I don't think we even know. And we're going to jump right into the second half of this show. And that's going to be analyst analysis with your boy, Mike Hicks. So, Mike, I always like starting this section off. When did you start playing fantasy football? Oh, God. I'm going to age myself here. I probably started playing football when I was 13. My dad was in in a league way back. Nice. When it was no, like, I'm talking paper only. Yeah, Yeah. like paper only drafts. Drafts were in my garage, our garage, or our neighbor's down the street garage. And so kids came over to the other house to, like, hang out while their dad was drafting. Let's just say this. I remember drafting Warren Moon while he was a Houston Oiler. Oh, my God. You are old. I am old. <laughs> Look, you made fun of my hair. I get to make fun of your age. That's fine. I get made my age gets made fun of all the time. Warren Moon. That's that's that does age yourself. Okay, so is I'm not assuming no, but is that league still going on? Absolutely not. Kind of figures. My longest running league right now is my cousin's redraft. Well, one keeper redraft league. And I've been in that one. That one I was in the league started, and that I missed. I was not there the first year, but after that, I got in. And I think we, I am personally going on 15. Nice. Very nice. And obviously, there's been some in and out of people, but it's, yeah. They me, my, yeah, me, I would say five, I would say six to seven of us have been core the entire time and then the other five have rotated all right what is your favorite type of league to play in all right so me and you have talked about this before but it keeps changing because the world of fantasy football keeps changing when i first got in when i first got into the fantasy football twitter sphere or whatever you want to call it i'll be honest i did not know what that Hell, super flex, man. Okay. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to approach it. I didn't know what to do. Saying that, I'm not joining another league unless it is super flex anymore. I am done with one quarterback leagues. I'm in a one quarterback dynasty with my, with some friends and I can't stand it. It's super flex. I prefer three wideouts. I hate two wideout leagues unless you have at least 12 to 14 teams because to me, you need to have that three wideout. It just makes it better, makes it funner. So I would say super flex. My my primo would probably be, I don't care about tight end premium. I really don't. Yeah. But I would say super flex start 10 is my preferred. And then any, if you want to give me an IDP league, give me an IDP league. Okay, cool. Very cool. All right. What, sir, made you start to produce content for fantasy football? Partly the pandemic. I got involved. Well, so I, I think that happened to a lot of us. I mean, it, I mean, it boomed during the pandemic. I wanted something else to, like, pay attention. So I got into got into the Twitter sphere. My original thought, I mean, as you already said, I'm old. When I first when I was growing up or whatever, I wanted to be on ESPN. I wanted to be, or I wanted to be in the booth. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in the booth. Then when I realized this ugly mug was not getting in the booth, you're beautiful. I wanted to, I wanted to write. And the problem was not being able to drive for medical reasons and being in a spot in California that's really spread out. Yeah. Their junior colleges around here, didn't really offer what I wanted, so I wasn't able to exactly. I mean, I pro- if I were to 
you know how we are when we're young. We don't do everything we probably should. So my dream didn't happen. I wanted to be a journalist. So when people came out during the pandemic and making websites and whatever, and someone literally, I saw on Twitter, hey, I don't care if you have experience or not. I'm looking for people. I went, why not try it? Yeah. I wrote for a little bit. That site is no longer around. But the key thing, and I know you will attest to this, it wasn't the fact that I wrote for that site. It was the people that I met when I was writing for that site. And that is what brought it to GF2 because I met our boy, Jay. That's, I met Jay through Twitter. When he found out that I was writing, he brought me over to Jeff at GF2. And on that side, the rest is history. GF2, I went on. Jeff Lambert had a spot with Robbie for the, half, for the Super Bowl show. He had me go on with him. That's how I met Robbie. Like, literally, like, if it wasn't for certain people, I would yeah. not have known. And then get into Dynasty Nerds and so forth. Nice, dude. That's awesome. And meeting you. Thanks. Do you remember your first piece of content? My first piece of content, I don't remember if it was my first actual one, but my first major one was saying why... Now, why can't I think it was Chase Edmonds should be starting over Kenyon Drake in Arizona? Oh, we talked about that on the draft stream, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my first, that was my first big piece of writing. Uh, I, I still think you were right about that one. I know yeah. I did write that off season. I know I did write a, I wrote a rookies to stash in your dynasty. I think my very first one was rookies you need to stash in your on your taxi squads. And the only one I remember writing was Eno Benjamin because he was the, he was the cover photo. And obviously that hasn't. <laughs> That's right. We all make calls that fall flat on their face. <laughs> very, very or attuned to that. Yep. Okay. And then what would you say your favorite type of content to produce now? Is it written work or is it podcasting, live streaming? What do you think? I'm going to, Okay, this is going to sound, I think you'll understand this. I like, Paul, I love podcasting. I got out of the love of writing for a bit for certain reasons, just, you know, whatever. I think when it comes down to when I'm doing it and I feel like it's actually worth it, I like the writing, but I like the, I love, I love to talk football. So podcasting is right in my wheelhouse. I mean, my wife tells me to shut up all the time when I'm talking football. So why not do it on camera when I can get away with it? Yeah, no, I respect that. It's just, I think the work that's required to make a good, to put out a good article is more than some people realize. Yes. Unless you're just like a master craftsman of words, like you gotta, you gotta back it up with some, some facts and whatnot finding that and crafting the story that you want and getting that into a presentable format, it, it, it can take a lot. So no, I totally get that. All right. Favorite NFL team we've already talked about is the chiefs. So I'm going to skip that question and jump into the next two, which are who is your favorite offensive player? And I need right now and all time. I'm going to stay with the chiefs. Right. I mean, it's, Right now, it's Mahomes or Kelsey, but that doesn't even give me Tony Gonzalez all day long, even if it's over Travis Kelsey. I will pick Tony G all day, every day. I like it. I like it. All right. And then what about on the defensive side? I mean, we did an IDP episode. You got to answer this question for sure. So favorite defensive player right now and then all time. All right, so I'm going to, while I'm thinking of current, I'm going to give you two all-time. One is non-chief and one is chief. It's got to be Derek Thomas because right when I was getting into football, that is when Derek Thomas came into fruition. Non-chief, I'm going old school. I know I never saw this player play, and I'm old, and I know I never saw this player play. (laughs) But I've seen film. You've heard the stories. Dick Buckus is a beast of a person, not just a football player. Yeah, I would say game. it'd be Dick Buckus. Currently, I 
this is hard to say because I hate the team being in California. But right now, it's Aaron Donald is just a beast. Oh, that's not. But just like to watch and just how he runs across the field. I'm going to give you a surprising one. Okay, hit me. It is a DB who I fell in love with last year, who was a rookie last year. Give me Jalen frickin' Petrie. Nice. Was not expecting that at all. That's a good one. Honestly, when you said California, my head went Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa. Yeah, I... I... (laughs) So, quick story. Hit me. We all know how Nick Bosa quit on Ohio State, right? He opted out, got hurt, opted out, never came back that season. Yeah. I was at the Rose Bowl early Myers last year and RIP Dwayne Haskins last year at Ohio State against Washington. I was there. Nice. That was the year that Bosa opted out. They always, no matter, I've been to two Rose Bowls now. They always bring alumni on the sideline and during commercial, they'll, you know, rep them out and, you know, everyone cheers, blah, blah, blah. Like Melvin Gordon was there when I went to the Wisconsin one, blah, blah, blah. They brought both bros, both Bosa brothers were on the sideline. They first announced Joey Bosa and the Ohio State fans went absolutely crazy. They yelled Nick Bosa, and I thought I was at a Michigan game. They turned on him so bad. That makes me feel bad about liking Nick Bosa, but, like, the reason I like Nick Bosa is because the year that Fat Freddie Kitchens was the Browns head coach, he sacks Baker and then did the exact, like, mimicked the flag plant from when Baker planted the flag at Ohio State for his sack celebration. And I was like, all right, you not only had the memory and the balls to do that as your sack celebration, but you were absolutely dominant that game. So I I kind of loved Bosa ever since. Nick Bosa. But now I'm kind of like, dang it, I got to find a new, new guy. But all right. I think last question is, what is one thing that you want people to know about you outside of fantasy football? God, football is such a important part of my life. How do I, oh God, no. Everyone jokes around that if it wasn't for fantasy football, I wouldn't have a life, but actually sports in general. All right, I'm going sentimental here. If it wasn't, okay, I don't have any kids, but my close friends that I consider family because I hang out with them every weekend. Those are my nephews and nieces. And if anything, like I, I'm a kid guy, even though I don't have kids and people don't realize that. And that's what. Nice. I like that. I've got a four year old if you want her. No, I'm good. (laughs) I'm a little too far away. Uh, I'll pay shipping and handling. You don't want to get rid of the newborn? You want to get rid of the four-year-old? No. You want to get rid of the newborn? No. <laughs> I'm taking her head at me now. No, so the newborn sleeps most of the time. And when she talks, she's cute. When the four-year-old talks, she's just annoying. Uh, I know. I'm never going to be able to, like, seriously, once the, the newborn is up and talking and moving, people are going to be like, is Shane a mute now? Like, did they cut his tongue out? And it's like, no, he's got three girls that don't stop talking. That's the thing is you've got all girls. Yeah. Yes, I do. But I love them dearly. They're beautiful little angels. So, all right, Mike, that wraps up the show. I greatly appreciate you coming on, my friend. Anytime. Uh, and I don't, again, I'll get to this in a minute. Where can people find you What and anything that you want to plug? Honestly, right now you can find me. Actually, this coming Tuesday, I will be on Going For Two Live. Don't know what I'm talking about yet, but I will figure that out. Just like me and Shane always do, we figure it out. That's the way you do it in podcasting. 
And then in the next week or so, probably two weeks, I'll have another article coming out for Dynasty Nerds. Other than that, that's me. Very nice. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you again for coming on. It was fun as usual. And thank you guys for listening. I don't remember to do this enough. It's not because I don't appreciate you. It's because I've got a bad memory. We'll blame concussions on that one. But thank you for listening and supporting the show in any way that you do. Couldn't do it without you guys. I I, I get a lot of appreciation when I see those listen numbers go up because it's like, okay, all my hard work and, and the time of my guests is, is going appreciated. So I appreciate you guys for listening. As you guys know, polysplayoff.com is live. So you can go there and register for Polly's Playoff year four. I am contemplating sprinkling in a little bit of IDP, but I don't want to alienate the masses. So I'm still trying to decide on if we're going to make any scoring or positional changes this year. But excuse me, jump into Polly's Playoff for year four, a tournament to end Alzheimer's. You can find out more on polysplayoff.com and again, register there. You can follow me on Twitter at FFShaneB and you can follow the show's Twitter at FFRZRedemption. And this is Red Zone Redemption, where we help you make the moves, redeem your fantasy season. Cheers.